We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. go episode 720 of the Al Galdi podcast it is Thursday December 14th 2023 the day after major news in Washington DC sports and no I am not talking about the commanders releasing corner Danny Johnson <laughs> uh, monumental sports and entertainment founder chairman principal partner and CEO Ted Leonsis and Virginia governor Glenn Youngkin, they on Wednesday morning did announce an agreement for a new arena in the Potomac Yard area of Alexandria, Virginia for Capitals and Wizards home games beginning with the team's 2028-2029 seasons. Uh, Caps and Wizards home games are leaving Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., and are headed to Alexandria. Although there still are multiple things that must happen before this move is definitely happening. So, in theory, there is still a chance for D.C. to keep the Caps and Wizards, but the likelihood of that uh, does not seem sky high. Uh, next segment in depth reaction to and analysis of the big news, including key comments from Ted and Governor Yunkin at a press conference on Wednesday morning. And you will hear from D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser from her response press conference on Wednesday afternoon. Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Uh, yes, the commanders have released uh, Danny Johnson. They made the announcement on Wednesday evening when they also announced that they had claimed corner Caillou Blue Kelly off waivers from the Green Bay Packers. The commanders on Wednesday afternoon officially placed linebacker Jamin Davis on the reserve injured list due to his season-ending shoulder injury. Uh, Danny Johnson very well may be right back with the commanders next season. The guy is an NFL survivor. The Redskins signed Johnson as an undrafted free agent at a Southern University in April 2018. I've lost track of how many times the team has cut him, but he has played for the team in each of the last six seasons. 2018 through 2023. Anyway, the Commanders practice week for their next game, which is at the Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. Got going on Wednesday. Coming up on the show, we're going to spend some time discussing he who matters most for the Commanders over their final four games this regular season, quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, he did a post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon, talked a lot about what he's thinking and where he's at regarding the team's final four regular season games. Also talked about his successor as North Carolina starting quarterback, a man who is expected to be among the top quarterbacks taken in the 2024 NFL draft, Drake May, who the Commanders will perhaps be able to take. Uh, and Sam talked about Rams backup quarterback and former Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz. And Sam talked about what's going on with receiver Terry McLaurin this season. A lot to get into. Get into all of it. We shall in just a bit. And I on the show will talk Wizards. Uh, they on Wednesday night 
faced a New Orleans Pelicans team that was without Zion Williamson due to a sprained left ankle. The Wizards began the game on a 23-8 run and yet still got blown out. (laughs) A 142-122 loss to the Pelicans at Capital One Arena. That is a true commitment to the tank. You're facing a Pelicans team without Zion. You get off to a 23-8 start and you still end up losing by 20 points. Uh, Before we get to some feedback. So as you may recall, I on Wednesday's show, episode 719, read an email from my man Wendell on whether Maryland football might take to the NCAA transfer portal to find the Terrapins' next QB1. And Wendell brought up quarterback Grayson McCall, who was transferring from Coastal Carolina. Well, Two things. A, we on Wednesday learned that Grayson McCall is transferring to NC State. But B, we on Wednesday also learned that quarterback MJ Morris is transferring from NC State to Maryland. So the Grayson McCall transfer did end up impacting the Terps just in a roundabout way. Uh, MJ Morris, a candidate to be the Terps starting quarterback next season. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, thank you to everyone for the uh, very nice birthday wishes on Wednesday. They were all greatly appreciated. I got this from Mike on X on the commander's positioning in the 2024 NFL draft, writes Mike. How big were the results for Washington this past weekend? Washington currently has a higher strength of schedule than every 5-8 and eight team per tankathon, which uses the full 17-game schedule for strength of schedule. Washington has the only 4-9 record. If Washington had a 5-8 and eight record, the team would be picking 10th, not 4th. Thank you for that, Mike. Yeah, we on Monday show episode 717 reveled in what happened during the Commanders week 14 by a number of favorable results. Uh, Last Thursday night, the New England Patriots won. Then on Sunday afternoon, the Chicago Bears and New York Jets won. Now, we on Sunday did not get every result that we wanted in terms of helping the Commanders climb the 2024 draft, Uh, but they are entering the final four weeks of the regular season with the number four overall pick in the 2024 draft. And the commanders per ESPN analytics have a 38% chance of having a top three pick in the 2024 draft and a 13% chance of having a top two pick in the 2024 draft. Those are real legitimate chances. This is why what is best for the commanders over their final four games this regular season is losing out. Uh, I want Sam Howell to play well in these games. I want him to prove himself worthy of being the team's QB1 moving forward, but let's lose out and get a top three or even top two pick in the 2024 draft. And speaking of the NFL draft, email from Mike Harwell as we are in the midst of the annual exercise of a number of NFL draft prospects opting out of bowl games, writes Mike, given that football is a team sport, the idea of one player participating as a team member and then abandoning that because of the next NFL draft should never be applauded. I spent time in the U.S. Army during Vietnam. There is a misconception that soldiers fight for their country and the ideals of freedom and democracy. Certainly, there is belief in those principles, but soldiers are ultimately motivated to fight for the soldiers around them, i.e., their band of brothers. To desert at the point of the last battle would be dishonorable. I believe the same applies to these athletes. I understand the issue of money, but honestly, that is not, nor should not, be the end all for us. I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and the very best of New Year's. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Same to you. Uh, Yeah, I get what Mike's saying, and he's not necessarily wrong, but I have a hard time blaming any NFL draft prospect for putting his future ahead of playing in a bowl game. I'm not going to kill a guy for doing that. Football is a brutal sport. The risk of serious injury is always there. Imagine being especially a top prospect for an NFL draft, playing in some second or third-rate bowl game and suffering a career-altering or career-ending injury. How horrible would you feel? Now, playing in the college football playoff is different. If your team has a shot at the championship, then I do think that there's more of an onus on you to play in the bowl game or games. Uh, But otherwise, I can't hate on an NFL draft prospect for putting his future ahead of playing in a bowl game. The perceived top two quarterbacks in the 2024 draft, USC's Caleb Williams and North Carolina's Drake May, 
Uh, neither is playing in his team's bowl game. Uh, Williams is skipping USC playing number 15 Louisville in the Holiday Bowl. May is skipping UNC playing West Virginia in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Uh, I'm good with those decisions. And if you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, D.C., you will do good by putting BMC Insurance to work for you regarding insurance for your employees. BMC Insurance can assist you with designing and implementing group benefit plans for employees. These plans include group health, dental, vision, life, and disability insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a big Commanders fan, a loyal listener of this podcast. Make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance uses cost-effective technology platforms to help employers manage employee onboarding and open enrollment periods. BMC Insurance conducts open enrollment meetings with its clients' employees via Zoom, a pre-recorded webinar, or an in-person meeting. And BMC Insurance is run by people, like Matt Brooks, who develop relationships with the employees of its clients so that the employees go to BMC Insurance with insurance carrier claim or billing issues, not you, the employer. You see... BMC Insurance takes the insurance burden off the employee and off the employer so that the employee and the employer can focus on what they do for a living and not insurance. BMC Insurance advises on strategies regarding implementing new group benefit plans and implementing employer contributions to these group benefit plans. Also, BMC Insurance can assist those who do not get health and dental insurance from their employers in obtaining health and dental insurance from the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link. And BMC Insurance understands how federal tax credits available through the Maryland Health Connection and DC Health Link work and benefit those who are eligible. The federal open enrollment period for those purchasing health insurance for themselves runs now through January 15th. If you own or run a company in Maryland, Virginia, or Washington, DC, there is a better way to do insurance. Let BMC Insurance take how you do insurance for your employees to an elite level for both them and you. Put BMC Insurance to work for you. Go to insurancebmc.com, talk to Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's insurancebmc.com, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. Uh, it is amazing the different speeds at which two similar situations can move. It was in August 2014 that we first learned that the Redskins were looking to build a new stadium. Uh, well, here we are in December 2023, and there still is no deal for a new stadium for the team, which, as you may have heard, uh, now is known as the Commanders. But it was just last month, November 2023, that the Washington Post had a report regarding issues between Monumental Sports and Entertainment founder, chairman, principal partner, and CEO Ted Leonsis in Washington, D.C. regarding Capital One Arena. And here we are now, and there is an agreement in place for a new arena in the Potomac Yard area of Alexandria, Virginia for Capitals and Wizards home games beginning with the team's 2028-2029 seasons. Uh, the Commander Stadium situation, for a variety of reasons, has moved at a glacier-like pace. The Cap-slash-Wizards arena situation has moved like 2008 Usain Bolt. Uh, what we expected to happen on Wednesday morning did happen. The announcement of an agreement for this new arena. Uh, Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, they on Wednesday morning via separate press releases announced the agreement. Uh, we then had a press conference at Potomac Yard. Both Ted and Governor Youngkin spoke, although Ted did not take questions in what I thought was a bad look for Ted. You're the owner of the teams. You're making this big move. Man up. Take some questions. Uh, but here was some of Governor Glenn Youngkin on Wednesday morning. I especially want to acknowledge my friend Ted Leonsis. Ted, I remember when we sat together years ago, years ago, and discussed your vision. Your vision 
where monumental wouldn't just be the owner of great teams, but in fact, you would build through monumental the most innovative sports and entertainment company in the world, delivering the most comprehensive and the greatest fan experience. Ted, that's exactly what you are doing. Virginia will not only be the best place, the best place to watch hockey, to watch basketball, but it will be the best place to innovate and press the envelope and what we can do together. So in terms of the details of the deal, the deal is for a lot more than just a new arena. Uh, read the press release from the office of Governor Yunkin, quote, this new 9 million square foot district developed by J.B.G. Smith will feature the global corporate headquarters for monumental sports and entertainment, parentheses, MSE, end of parentheses, <laughs> an industry-leading arena for both the Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards, a state-of-the-art monumental sports network media studio, the Wizards practice facility, a performing arts venue, and an expanded esports facility, in addition to bringing new retail, residential, restaurants, hotels, conference, and community gathering spaces, end quote. So as has become common, what's being built is not just an arena or a stadium, but a district, a mini city, in essence. Uh, the press release from the office of Governor Yonkin also touted a major economic impact of the project. Quote, the project will bring more than 650 relocated MSC headquarters positions to Potomac Yard. The arena, phase one, and future phases of development are estimated to generate a combined $12 billion in economic impact for the Commonwealth and City of Alexandria and create approximately 30,000 jobs over the next several decades. End quote. Uh, there's also this, whereas Capital One Arena is losing the Caps and Wizards, it appears to be gaining the Mystics. Uh, so there is that. Uh, the press release from Monumental Sports and Entertainment included this, quote, additionally, Monumental is excited about the potential opportunity to update Capital One Arena to be the future home of the Washington Mystics, end quote. Uh, this was some of what Ted Leonsis had to say at the press conference on Wednesday morning. Um, my belief is that um, at Capital One Arena that we can host women's sports. Um, we've invested $200 million in the last 10 years in keeping Capital One um, world-class as an arena. And our intention is to expand here and keep Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. a great place. Uh, we'll host concerts there. We'll host concerts here. We'll have a 6,000-seat uh, entertainment performance center here. And this community is so vibrant, you just have to look at other great cities. New York, have arenas in Brooklyn and Long Island and Manhattan. They're all working. That's what our promise is here, that we can be an economic engine we can employ all of the people um, who work at the arena in Washington, D.C. We can create new jobs, a new tax base out here, and really work to make the promise of Virginia and what our governor spoke about. But also, we have a responsibility to do a great job and continue to invest in Washington, D.C. Um, hold me accountable. I feel that that is not just words. When you own a professional sports team, you have annual meetings every game. I can tell you by the moment, uh, we're down 12 points after the end of the first period. Sell the team. Get out. You're terrible. We have a great win. It's like you're the greatest. So I understand being held accountable. And uh, I promise and my commitment to you is we will do the right things in the right way to all the communities that we serve. So how about that from Ted Leonsis, making the case that monumental sports and entertainment is not abandoning Capital One Arena, is not abandoning Washington, D.C., and also saying, <laughs> quote, hold me accountable, end quote. Hold me accountable. 
Yeah, <laughs> hold me accountable. Don't worry, Ted. Uh, we will be holding you accountable. I have three major takeaways from what happened on Wednesday. Takeaway number one. Well, it certainly is looking like Caps and Wizards home games are moving to Alexandria. That is not definite. That happening is not 100% done. The press releases that came out on Wednesday morning did make this clear. The press release from Monumental Sports and Entertainment said that the company had, quote, reached a framework of an agreement for a public-private partnership to create a world-class entertainment district in Alexandria at Potomac Yard, pending legislative approval and completion of definitive documents. This would relocate the NHL's Washington Capitals and the NBA's Washington Wizards home arena to Virginia beginning in 2028 should the proposal become finalized. End quote. A whole lot of qualifiers in that passage that I just read. And the press release from the office of Governor Yunkin said that the agreement was, quote, subject to legislative approval by the Virginia General Assembly. End quote. Keep in mind, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson, they on Tuesday night did unveil legislation to support a complete renovation and modernization of Capital One Arena. D.C. via this legislation would have contributed $500 million. Now, how serious of an offer this was is hard to say. Like, was this a truly sincere offer to save the day and keep Caps and Wizards home games in D.C.? Or was this D.C. simply trying? trying to save face. Either way, there do remain multiple official steps until Caps and Wizards home games are happening in Alexandria. Takeaway number two, if DC truly wanted to keep Caps and Wizards home games and DC is losing Caps and Wizards home games, then the DC government has itself to blame. Now, the two ifs are significant. Does DC truly want to keep Caps and Wizards home games, or does DC see losing Caps and Wizards home games, but becoming the site of the Commander's Next Stadium as a net gain? Also, as we just talked about, it's not a certainty that Caps and Wizards home games are moving to Alexandria. But if DC truly wanted to keep Caps and Wizards home games, and DC is losing Caps and Wizards home games, then the DC government has itself to blame. D.C., as it has been with many things over the years, was asleep at the wheel on this issue of Ted Leonsis being unhappy with his situation at Capital One Arena. And you can be mad at Ted, and that's fine. And look, there's no halo over Ted's head, but Ted is a major pro sports owner. Major pro sports owners are gangsters. Okay, They want money. They want to make money. You can talk about a major pro sports team being a public trust, and you're not wrong, but bottom line Gangsta major pro sports owners do gangsta things. It appears that DC did not pay enough attention to the complaints of Ted. Andor did not take those complaints seriously enough. Andor was focused much more on getting the Commander's Next Stadium to be in DC. But the top two pro sports teams that have been playing home games in DC for decades, the Caps and Wizards, may not have been properly valued. By DC. You know, Mayor Bowser for a while seemingly has had one arm around the commanders and another arm pushing the Caps and Wizards away. And look, maybe that is the proper play for DC. I'm not going to dismiss that possibility, but if Mayor Bowser truly has wanted to keep Caps and Wizards home games, she and her government have had a funny way of showing that. To say nothing, by the way, of the crime issue. Crime around Capital One Arena has become a major problem. Uh, That has happened under Mayor Bowser's watch. Police staffing near Capital One Arena has become a major problem. That has happened under Mayor Bowser's watch. You can be mad at Ted Leonsis all you want. And again, there is no halo over the head of Ted. But put yourself in his shoes. You don't like your situation at Capital One Arena. The immediate area around Capital One Arena has deteriorated both in terms of safety and occupancy. That's another issue with this whole thing. You're offered this glowing deal from Virginia, which is very much embracing you and courting you. What would you do? I mean, let's keep it real. What would you do? Now, regarding the crime, Mayor Bowser on Wednesday in the 12 p.m. hour did a press conference responding to the announcement from Ted Leonsis and Glenn Youngkin. Here was a particularly interesting exchange. 
Mayor Bowser, you addressed the financials of the arena. However, we've heard from sources within the monumental organization that there were two parts to this decision. One was the building, but also the persistent crime and gallery place in Chinatown. What did monumental officials tell you or urge you to do in response to that? And do you feel at all that they have effectively given a slap in the face here? Well, um, I would characterize what they said to us, and I happen to agree with it, that uh, our experience with crime is kind of a blip. Uh, it's a phenomenon, and we can look back over the, the last several years and see a lot of contributing factors, um, but we will drive it, it down. So I don't know that they characterize it that way to us. All right. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser addressing the crime issue near Capital One Arena, calling the crime issue, quote, kind of a blip, end quote. Well, I read to you data from the Metropolitan Police Department of Washington, D.C. as of midnight on Wednesday. Year to year crime comparison. Homicides in D.C. up 34 percent. Robberies in D.C. up 69%. Motor vehicle thefts in D.C. up 89%. These are all facts from the Metropolitan Police Department of D.C. I am not getting these numbers <laughs> from some right-wing website, okay? mpc.dc.gov. Homicides in D.C. up 30 4%. Robberies in D.C. up 69%. Motor vehicle thefts in D.C. up 89%. All of that is a blip? Really? Those numbers are horrible. And then takeaway number three is this. If you are a fan of the commander's next stadium being in Washington, D.C., the events of this week have increased the likelihood of you getting what you want. Uh, with the caveat of nothing is for sure, <laughs> uh, this agreement for Caps and Wizards home games to move from D.C. to Alexandria sure would seem to heighten the pressure on D.C. to be the site of the Commander's next stadium. Sure would seem to heighten the pressure on Mayor Bowser to get the Commanders, both for public perception reasons and economic reasons, assuming that the Commanders next stadium being in D.C. would be an economic plus for the city. There is a lot of debate about the true economic impacts of stadiums and arenas for cities. So, yeah, Wednesday, a major day in Washington, D.C. sports. Well, I know this. If Ted Leonsis and Glenn Youngkin are planning a party to celebrate their agreement, they need to go with catering by Uptown. We can debate whether Caps and Wizards home games moving to Alexandria is good or bad, but there's no debating the greatness of catering by Uptown. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. Catering by Uptown, it is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations. And catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu, to picking linens, to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations, whether you are having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering, or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit cateringbyuptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. And say hello to Ray and Michael Pereira. They and the rest of the Catering by Uptown family want to wish you and your family a happy holiday season and a healthy and prosperous new year. The Pereiras are great and knowledgeable Commanders fans and will do a tremendous job for you. Visit cateringbyuptown.com. That's cateringbyuptown.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you.
Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, check out BGO Blind Pig, the official podcast of BGObsession.com. BGO Blind Pig is a roundtable discussion of all things Washington Commanders football. Lots of good and passionate Commanders conversation from Commanders fans who know the team well. You can find the BGO Blind Pig podcast on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, or on any major podcast provider. Make BGObsession.com the home for your Burgundy and Gold obsession and make the BGO Blind Pig podcast one of your weekly DC football listens. So, Here's something that probably nobody saw coming. Commander safety Terrell Burgess continues to be number one in the voting for special teams player for this season's Pro Bowl. Yes, I said Terrell Burgess. (laughs) Who? What? How many Commanders fans even know that someone named Terrell Burgess is on the team? The Commanders this past May 30th announced that they had signed unrestricted free agent safety Terrell Burgess. They on August 29th announced that they and their cut down to 53 had released Terrell Burgess. The Commanders on August 30th announced having signed Terrell Burgess to their practice squad. And the Commanders on October 10th signed Terrell Burgess to the 53-man roster. So he has only been on the active roster (laughs) since October 10th. He, in this regular season, has played in just eight games and on just three defensive snaps, has played on a bunch of special team snaps, but there has been like zero discussion of Terrell Burgess. I'm not aware of any kind of campaign, social media, or otherwise to vote for Terrell Burgess for the Pro Bowl, and yet (laughs) here we are. Terrell Burgess, as of an update on Wednesday, remained number one in the voting for special teams player for this season's Pro Bowl. Uh, The commanders this season on both offense and defense don't have a single player absolutely worthy of making the Pro Bowl. There is an argument for running back Brian Robinson Jr. There are arguments for a few other guys, but wouldn't it be something if the basically anonymous Terrell Burgess was the lone commanders player to earn Pro Bowl honors for this season? How fitting, how appropriate (laughs) would that be? And again, how is this happening? Who is voting for this guy? I mean, more power to him. I hope that he makes a Pro Bowl. But boy, this has come out of nowhere. Well, Terrell Burgess was taken by the Los Angeles Rams in the third round of the 2020 NFL Draft out of Utah. And of course, we in this week 15 of the 2023 NFL regular season have the 4-9 Commanders at the 6-7 and seven Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. Your initial commander's injury report for this game listed seven players, four offensive players and three defensive players. On offense, the aforementioned Brian Robinson did not practice on Wednesday due to the hamstring injury that he suffered in the commander's last game, the 45-15 scrimmage. Uh, <laughs> that loss uh, to the Miami Dolphins at FedEx Field on December 3rd. Left guard Sadiq Charles was a full participant and Wednesday's practice as the commanders on Wednesday morning announced that they had opened the 21-day practice window for Sadiq. He's been on the reserve injured list since October 28th due to his problematic calf. Center Tyler Larson was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice due to a knee issue and tight end Curtis Hodges did not practice on Wednesday due to his back. On defense, corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. He has been inactive for each of the commander's last two games due to an elbow injury. Edge defender James Smith-Williams did not practice on Wednesday, this due to the hamstring injury that has had him inactive for each of the commander's last three games. And linebacker Jamin Davis did not practice practice on Wednesday due to the season-ending shoulder injury that he suffered in the loss to the Dolphins. So the commanders, as of Wednesday's practice, still had not officially placed Jamin on the reserve injured list, so he was accounted for on the injury report. Uh, As I have said, as I know many of you believe, uh, nothing for the commanders over their final four games this regular season matters more than the performance of quarterback Sam Howell. How he plays matters a lot. Does he play well? And thus the commanders have themselves a true QB1 moving forward, or does he play so-so or struggle, uh, thus making it 
so that the commanders this coming offseason are very much in the market for yet another new QB1. Now, of course, it is possible that Sam, over the team's final four games this regular season, plays well, but a new commander's football operations regime still decides to go in a different direction at quarterback. Uh, Sam, on Wednesday afternoon, did a post-practice press conference that started in the 1 p.m. hour. Here was Sam on if he thinks about the changes that could be coming for the commanders. I don't worry about it. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, I try to control what I can control and I try to take it one day at a time and I try to put my best foot forward and, and truly give this job, give this team, this organization, every single thing that I got every single day. Um, and that's what I'll continue to do. Um, whatever happens, happens. But I try to control what I can control and try to play my best and try to, you know, make those decisions easier. Um, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, I just got to try to keep doing what I can, keep trying to lead this football team and, and keep trying to get some wins. But if the Commanders do not get many more wins this season, the team just might be in position to take one of the top quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL Draft. Among those quarterbacks, of course, is the guy who succeeded Sam Howell as North Carolina's QB1, Drake May. Uh, Drake May officially is entering the NFL Draft. He made that announcement via X on Monday evening. Sam Howell on Wednesday afternoon actually got asked about Drake May. Here's what Sam said. Yeah, I talk to talk to Drake pretty much every day. He's one of my really good friends, um, and yeah, just super excited for him. Um, you know what a great career, and just it's been so much fun to watch him and just knowing who he is, the type of person he is, and how hard he's worked to get to where he is. Um, it's so much fun to watch, and obviously, you know, super excited for him to be in the NFL, and he, he definitely deserves it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he has a good head on his shoulders. A lot of good, really good people around him that will help lead him in the, in the right direction. You know, I try to be there for him every anytime he needs something. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's getting ready to get busy for him with the training and everything. So um, I'm excited for him. Um, he'll, he'll handle it well, and he'll, he'll come to the NFL and light it up for sure. Would it not be something if the commanders drafted Drake May and next season had Drake and Sam Howell as the team's top two quarterbacks? That's not that far-fetched. Uh, By the way, while we're talking about Sam's comments on another quarterback, he on Wednesday afternoon did get asked about the Rams' backup quarterback, former Commander's quarterback, Carson Wentz. Yes, we had some Commander Carson conversation. Uh, This was Sam on if he has spoken with Carson recently. Um, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. He texted me a few weeks ago. Um, he was watching our Seattle game because they were about to play the um, Seahawks. But I'll probably talk to him, if not today, probably tomorrow or something. Um, but we're going out there a day early, so maybe I'll try to see him. But, um, yeah, no, excited to see him. You know, Carson, a good friend of mine, have a good relationship. And he he's someone that helped me out so much that, that year last year. And he was always so good to me. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely want to chop it up with him for sure. Yeah, remember what Carson Wentz did for Sam Howell last season. Carson, for Sam's NFL regular season debut, the season-ending 26-6 win over the Cowboys at FedEx Field this past January 8th, gave Sam usage of Carson's suite at FedEx Field. A very nice gesture by Carson. Well, Sam Howell for this regular season is just 22nd out of 29 qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in ESPN's total QBR, 47.9 QBR is on a scale of 0 to 100. Would love to see Sam finish the regular season in, say, the top 16 in the upper half of the NFL, but that's not going to be easy. Uh, this was Sam on Wednesday afternoon on where he over the commander's final four games this regular season that wants to most improve. Yeah, I want to I want to make better decisions, take take better care of the football. Um and I just want to be really really consistent. You know, I think I've done some some really good things this year. I just need to do it at a, at a more consistent rate. Um so I think that's my that's my goal to go into these last four games and be really consistent. Um and and make plays and just play winning football. Um and you know, we we still have a, a lot to play for and still four games left. We're going to take it one game at a time and we really want to find out how good we can really be as a team because uh, we feel like we, ha- we, we we still don't know that yet. We still think we can be a good football team. We still think we have so much potential, but we really haven't put it all together. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do here these last four games. All right. We heard Sam Howell say that he wants to be really consistent. Sam on Wednesday afternoon on what exactly he wants to be more consistent at doing. I mean, I just think when I when I was playing my best was when the ball was coming out fast. You know, it, it kind of looked like I... I pretty much knew where the ball was going to go before the ball was even snapped. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think my decision making was 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 very 
was very good, very quick, and I was just playing decisive football. And I think when I'm when I'm playing decisive and I'm delivering the football accurately, yeah, that's when I'm at my best. Um, so that's what I'm going to do here these last four games. Well, the commanders in each of their final three games of this regular season are facing a defense that, as of now, rates among the best in the NFL. Talking about the defenses of the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys. Each of those teams ranks in the top five in the NFL in total defense per DVOA for this regular season. The Jets are third, the Niners are fourth, and the Cowboys are fifth. But the Rams' defense is not among the best in the NFL. The Rams for this regular season are just 23rd out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per DVOA, although the Rams do still have interior defensive lineman Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald, future Pro Football Hall of Famer. This is his age 32 season. He, for this regular season, is tied for eight in the NFL in quarterback hits with 21. His overall grade for pro football focus for this regular season is 89.9. That is terrific. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Sam Howell on Wednesday afternoon on the great Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, he does everything so well, just that how, how fast he's able to get off the ball, how strong he is getting off the football, and you got to have a plan for him. you got to know where he is every single snap. Um, and, you know, he's, he's one of the very, very special players in the league, um, obviously a future Hall of Famer. Um, so it, it'll be fun. It's a fun challenge for us, and it's, it's a good opportunity for us on Sunday. Yeah, could be a frightening <laughs> opportunity for the interior of the commander's offensive line. Now, right guard Samuel Cosme is having a pretty good season, but center Tyler Larson and left guard Chris Paul have struggled. Uh, Larson's overall grade for pro football focus for this regular season is just 51.4. Paul's overall grade for PFF for this regular season is just 40. Uh, that is brutal. I do wonder if we this Sunday might see Sadiq Charles back as the commander's starting left guard. Uh, One other item from Sam Howell's post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon that I want to get into with you. Receiver Terry McLaurin. So as you may recall, Terry in the loss to the Dolphins had no receptions on three targets in playing on 82% of the commander's offensive snaps. Uh, The game clinched Terry going an entire year without having more than 90 receiving yards in a regular season game. His last instance of not having more than 90 receiving yards in a regular season game was in the 20-all tie at the New York Giants on December 4th, 2022. Terry in that game had eight receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Uh, Terry, for this regular season, is tied for 27th in the NFL in receptions with 60, is 37th in the NFL in receiving yards at 694 and is 22nd in the NFL in targets with 100. He is not having the great season that we all wanted him to have. He is not having the great season that we know that he is capable of having. Now, how much of this is on him versus on Sam Howell versus on assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is very hard to say, but this was Sam on Wednesday afternoon on how Terry McLaurin has handled having a disappointing season. Yeah, Terry's obviously, you know, a great player, great person, great leader, um, great teammate. Um, He's definitely a role model for not only me, but so many people in that locker room. Um, And obviously, you know, we we, we haven't been able to get him the football as much as we'd like to. Um, And I got to do a better job of it. You know, we all got to do a better job of it. But, you know, I think he's just, the way he's handled it, the way he's been just so professional, ever since I've been here about everything, just the way he goes about his life and just how he handles things on the field, off the field. It's just, it's exactly what you want. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a special person, special player. Um, so it's so much fun to play with guys like that. And obviously, you know, he's, he, I'm sure he's frustrated. He has a right to be frustrated. You know, you want people to be frustrated when they're not getting the ball as much as they should be getting the ball. Um, that's, what, that's what you want from those good, good players, those good receivers. They should want the ball. You want those guys to want the ball in every single play. Um, and, and we got to do a better job to help him out for sure. Well, we on Monday's show, episode 717, had a really good conversation with commander's analyst and former Redskins tight end Logan Paulson. Among the many things that we talked about with Logan was what is happening with Terry McLaurin and also receiver Jahan Dotson this season. Jahan, like Terry, is having a disappointing season. This is some of what Logan had to say. 
like, I don't want to make any declarative statements because I'd like to talk to them about this. I'd like to talk to the coaching staff about this a little bit more. But what I would say is just like to my eye, you know, I think there are times where they're still, they're still detailing the offense in their own minds, like still detailing how best to run routes. Like there's times where, you know, the, the splits don't seem quite right or the, the urgency to get to a space doesn't seem quite right. And that comes with coaching that comes with time. And then also sometimes I feel like they're running the route the way it's drawn on the paper, which is something that happens oftentimes in new offenses, right? Like when is when are my opportunities to kind of add a little seasoning, throw that double stick in there, work that different stem, burst in a different way. And so I think there's a little bit of that, at least when I watch it, I'm kind of like, oh, they're still kind of feeling out where they can find these opportunities. At least that's what it looks like to me. And, uh, and again, trying to kind of develop, still develop a true mastery of the offense. So I would say that's probably one of the reasons why. Interesting stuff from Logan Paulson on Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson. It is so odd that both Terry and Jahan are having these down seasons, despite, remember, the commanders going with so many passing plays. Sam Howell, for this regular season, remains number one in the NFL in pass attempts, 509. Uh, He off the team's bye is down to number five in the NFL in passing yards, 3,000. 466. Well, Sam Stats can make you money via Underdog Fantasy, which offers outstanding pickums for each NFL week to select whether a player will go higher or lower on a given total, and you can win. Underdog Fantasy, it is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and Underdog Fantasy has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Underdog Fantasy offers daily contests and season-long fantasy. In fact, Underdog Fantasy offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Term supply concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the Wizards team hashtag on X on Twitter for a while now has been for the district. (laughs) Uh, That may have to change given that the team's home games are moving from the district to Alexandria, Virginia. Maybe the hashtag will become leaving the district. But whatever becomes of the team's hashtag, our tanking Wizards truly are horrendous on defense. They on Wednesday night fell to 3-20. and in this NBA regular season with a 142-122 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans at Capital One Arena. The Wizards blew a 15-point first quarter lead. They began the game on a 23-8 run, but then got outscored the rest of the game 134-99. The Wizards trailed for the entire second half. Uh, The Wizards did get back Daniel Gafford from a one-game absence caused by a right hip contusion. Did remain without DeLon Wright, Landry Shamit, Johnny Davis, and Ryan Rollins due to injury. But the Pelicans were without Zion Williamson due to a sprained left ankle. No Zion. And yet, the Wizards got smashed by the Pelicans. The Wizards allowed the Pelicans to score 142 points, including an astounding 47 points in the second quarter. The Wizards allowed the Pelicans to go 16 of 34 on threes and 34 of 62 on twos. The Wizards allowed the Pelicans to have 30 assists versus just 10 turnovers. The Wizards allowed Brandon Ingram in just 30 minutes, 39 seconds as a starter to have 40 points and three assists versus one turnover. He went just one of four on threes, but also 13 and 19 on twos and 11 to 12 on free throws. There is no overstating how bad the Wizards are on defense. They could not care less about playing defense. Uh, also, the Wizards got out-rebounded by the Pelicans 46-33, including having just three offensive rebounds to the Pelicans 10 and thus just two second chance points to the Pelicans 13. Now, the Wizards did shoot well from the field. They went 19 of 44 on threes and 23 of 38 on twos. But another rough game for Jordan Poole. He, in 31 minutes, 29 seconds as a starter, went just one of five on threes and committed four turnovers. Did go four of seven on twos, finished with 11 points, four assists, and two steals. Two bright spots for the Wizards were Kyle Kuzma and Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, Kuzma, in just 29 minutes, 30 seconds as a starter, had 27 points, seven rebounds, and four assists versus two turnovers. He went four of eight on threes, six of 11 on twos, and three of four on free throws. Koulibaly in 31 minutes, 50 seconds off the bench, went four of six on threes and two of three on twos, finished with 16 points and five rebounds, although he did go 0 of two on free throws and did have a plus minus rating of minus 30. So he was a part of the bad defense. Uh, Next up for the Wizards, home to the Indiana Pacers, Friday night at 7. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 721. We'll provide you with more on the Commanders. We will prepare you properly <laughs> for the Commanders game at the Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. I will present my rhyming keys for a Commanders loss. Not a win, a loss, as that is what is best for the commanders at this point. And I'll provide commentary on what is said by assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy in his press conference on Thursday. Also on Friday's show, I'll talk Capitals. The Caps are at the Philadelphia Flyers Thursday night at 7. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Hold me accountable.